This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to BeckQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Folks, BetMGM is offering some of the best odds in market for the first touchdown prop. Log in and win with the king of sports books today. One of my favorite bets to talk about leading up to kickoff is figuring out who's going to get that first touchdown. Maybe it's a kickoff return. Maybe it's, uh, you know, someone who can win on a vertical route, something like that. Ton, tons of fun to, to look at that. And BetMGM always delivering with some of the best props around. Okay, let's get back to the games here. So Chargers are two and a half point favorites on the road at the Tennessee Titans, who did not look very good against the Saints. Defensively, they may have, but offensively, yikes. Total is 45 and a half. And if things weren't bad enough offensively for the Titans, Aaron, DeAndre Hopkins has a knee problem, and the offensive line continues to prove what we said in the, in the offseason, that they were going to be miserable. And when it comes to this Chargers defense, I do feel like that we, we talk a lot about, say, the offense maybe needing a week to gel and get back to playing football. Why can't that be the case for the Chargers defense? You know, you're bringing back J.C. Jackson, really didn't have that much of a preseason, and didn't look that good against the Dolphins. So why can't it be that the defensive secondary can also gel just a little bit and get a little bit more comfortable, especially when the degree of difficulty is a good bit easier going up against the Titans than it was against the Dolphins. So I look at Mm -hmm. this and say, Justin Herbert should be able to play very well. The defense should be able to take a step forward. And I've got the Chargers covering, and it's one of my favorite plays of the week. I really like it too. And most of the two and a half, I only see one left. This has gone to three. And I really liked what I saw from this Chargers offense in the Kellen Moore era. The unfortunate thing is they ran into the Dolphins. So I think this is a better situation for them. And I'm expecting a lot more from Justin Herbert. I mean, he scored two touchdowns in the Chargers loss, one through the air, one on the ground. Uh, Austin Eckler, 117 yards on the day. Meanwhile, Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions. And Derrick Henry, he was held to 63 yards last week against the Saints. Uh, these two teams did play last year. The Chargers pulled out the win by three points, 17 to 14 on a game winning field goal. Uh, and both quarterbacks combined for three interceptions. So this is going to be an interesting one. I think the Chargers are the much better team. I'm going to be on the Charger side with you, Ed. What say you, Joe? 
they are the much better team, the Chargers are. But I'm, I'm wondering about the situation of this specific matchup. So we mentioned a D-hop injury on the Titans side. There's also safety Imani Hooker. He's dealing with a concussion. Don't know that he's going to be out there. But on the Chargers side, the reason this number probably came down because Eckler did not practice again on Thursday. And earlier in the week, they signed running back Jarrett Patterson to the practice squad. That concerned me a little bit. Are we going to see Eckler? Maybe it doesn't matter to you guys at all, and you're just looking at it, hey, I got it inside of three, and uh, that's, the, that's the big advantage. Does Derrick Henry still have it? Because you have a Chargers defense that just can't stop. The, I mean, it's obvious. Titans want to run the football anyways. And uh, especially after Tannehill throws three picks to start the season. And that's what they do. You want to shorten the game a little bit going against a high-powered offense like the Chargers. The Henry props are at 85 and a half, though. I mean, everybody knows that the Chargers don't, can't stop the run. They don't care to stop the run. I don't know that I could do anything there. Maybe, again, maybe a guy that comes up uh, later on with what Henry can do, but does get the game get away from them? Where Are they able to run the ball in the second half? Uh, yeah, I would only look to the Chargers side with, with all these injuries, without knowing about them. I don't have a, a play on the side or total, maybe something props-wise, but honestly, not, not a game that I have a ton of interest in. <laughs> I do know the Chargers can't start 0-2 here. Oh my gosh! Hey, Staley might have gone <laughs> midseason. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where, where's that first coach fired prop? Uh, when can we dig those yeah. up again? If uh, the Chargers dropped zero and two, then then at that point it may not even matter what happens afterwards because you really don't want to fall behind. Uh, even though the Chiefs have a loss already, you don't want to fall behind too much to the point where you can't play catch up. So that's a big deal. But with the Austin Eckler injury, I mean. Yeah, he's great, but he's still a running back. And so you can have a backup there, and no. not to mention, maybe it's okay that the Chargers pass just a little bit more, and we can actually see the, the Kellen Moore fingerprints on this offense because we know it can be much better that way. Maybe taking away your bell cow running back can be a good thing, just that you're forcing the pass a little bit more. And if that's the case, maybe we'll see something beyond competent. We'll, be, we'll see something amazing, especially when you're trying to avoid that pass rush. And so to me, Joe, real quickly – I think this is something where if you're looking for some passing props like Justin Herbert, I would go over here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do have Eckler on the very, very short list of running backs that I actually care about and not where I'm like, oh, I don't really care, but Joshua Kelly can be all right. If he's ends up mm -hmm. being the guy in this specific matchup. Um, but the Titans are really good against the run. But yeah, maybe maybe it's a good thing because we heard all offseason they're going to push it down the field, and then in the first week we didn't see that against the Dolphins. Vic Fangio was like, "Go ahead, go ahead, take it, keep on running. We don't care. We're not giving up anything deep." Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, so let's uh, move on now to Commanders and Broncos. Denver's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And, Paul, let me bring you in on this one because I'm backing the Broncos here in large part because even though I have more than enough respect for this Commander's pass rush, it does feel like if anybody knows how to force their quarterback into shorter throws and quicker th throws to alleviate pressure and sacks, it would be Sean Payton. So I feel like the short game is why Russell Wilson and company can cover the three-and-a-half. What say you? Yeah, I'm with you on the three and a half. My favorite, and Russ was good on intermediate passes, you know, in the first half last week. There's no offense in the second half. Broncos 5.1 yards per play in the first half on offense last year. So that's saying to me, like, Russ might be cooked, but Sean Payton can scheme it up against the, the commanders for a half. 
So honestly, my favorite bet in this game is Broncos minus two and a half in the first half. Um, mm-hmm. Washington does have a good defense, but also when you're and Russ is running out of weapons, Judy maybe he'll get back this week. But when you're looking at there was a couple plays that I looked at last week. You dive into this box score against the, the Raiders last week. Raiders' first touchdown drive. Granted, first of all, they start with the onside's kick, so that just sets up the Raiders great, right? And then fourth and one, Jimmy G to guess who? Devontae Adams for 18 yards. That leads to a touchdown. Look at the third quarter, third and 12. All these start and long behind-the-chains plays for the Raiders. Jimmy and Devontae hooked up to get them out of it and to get into the red zone or extend a drive or score points. Third quarter, third and 12. At the Denver 46, Jimmy G to Devontae Adams for 12 yards on the first down. They go into the red zone. They didn't end up scoring. But that's seven and a half minutes in the third quarter when you're looking at the Broncos did nothing on offense in the second half. Okay, there's a seven and a half minute chunk gone. All of a sudden, it's the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter, second and 10 at the Raiders 25. Jimmy G to Devontae Adams for 18 yards. Next play is a 16-yard rough in the passer penalty on top of completion. In two plays, it went from the Raiders 25 to the Broncos 25. End up scoring the game-winning touchdown. Point is, Sam Howell is not doing that. Sam Howell does not have Devontae Adams. That's 14 points that you can take off the board. I just don't think Washington is going to score on this defense. I think we're looking at like a 16-7 to game. So, again, between the Broncos scripted offense in the first half, I like that bet. And then I just – I don't see how Washington scores to keep up. So I think it's a low-scoring game. I could totally see the case for the under. I think everyone's going to be on it. What is it, 38, 38 and a half, something like that. But I'll be laying the three and a half with the Broncos as well. I love the first Aaron. half play. I think that's a great look. There's even a couple one and a halves out there. Um, but even at two and a half – for the Broncos on the spread first half. That's a great idea by Paul. One thing I wanted to add, I just think both of these teams lack explosiveness in the downfield passing attack. Like, I think it's going to be an under, low-scoring, just gross game that I hope is not on red zone much because I'm not that interested, Joe. Under 39, yeah, I, that's probably the play. Boy, the howl of evaporated quickly didn't it after he ended up taking uh, six sacks through a pick fumble for a touchdown going the Cardinals way uh, I, I'm hearing a lot of people and this wasn't just Paul via text to us that are making the case for Broncos in Survivor I just can't stomach that right now I can't I, I understand the case and Denver typically very strong earlier in the season we didn't see it last week but you know this is the exact same number we saw against the Raiders do you have the Raiders or Commanders higher, or are they comparable? Are, are we trusting the market and saying, yeah, Broncos at home, three and a half, Raiders, Commanders, it's, it's the same number. I, th- I think that's an interesting nugget. Yeah, Paul, what do you think? You're muted. Great. Uh, I have the Raiders and Commanders pretty much the same, um, to be yeah, honest. But okay. after last week, I would say upgrade the Raiders a bit. I was on the Raiders last week, to be perfectly honest. And to be <laughs> even more so, my first inclination was Washington plus three and a half as soon as the lines came out. But then I just I looked a little, dug a little deeper into it, and I just think a lot of mm-hmm. things had to go. I don't buy the Broncos. That is not what this is. This is more of an anti-Commanders uh, take, I just don't think they can move the ball enough. And I think the first half offense will do enough for the Broncos. Uh, We're ditching the them, right? The I feel We're like I was Washington. old enough to remember when we were a commander show like last I was just going to say, we're ditch- it was happened. so – It never happened. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paul, we're, we're going Paul I came on. Paul, hey, Monday, I fired Rivera after the win. Okay, it was so bad. I'm with you. That's fine. Like, I, can't. Yeah, I, I am the can't. last person I ever expected to back the Broncos. Not to mention Survivor, but yeah. Are you are. using them in one of your entries, Broncos? Yes, I am. Oh I my God, Joe! If you want me about these circa entries, we can roll with it. What? Oh, we're doing. Oh, I don't know. We're doing bills. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm putting my my foot down here. Yes, you can hear it all the way from Earthquake, Los Angeles. Putting my foot down, taking the bills here for Survivor. I will say though, I do have a free Survivor pool I'm in, and I am picking the Broncos mm-hmm. there because YOLO. Wow. But you know, that's when I can get fun, right? Like nothing's involved, yeah. so it's cool. Like no skin in the game. So whatever, I'll do that. Uh, let's move on now to the Jets and the Cowboys. That's right. Let's go. Jets, nine-point dogs here, totals 38-and-a-half. And, Aaron, I think we have to be really, really careful when we're dealing with a line that's moving against a backup quarterback because, historically, the market overreacts to backup quarterbacks. And I've made this case before, and I think it's important to bring it up again here, that Aaron Rodgers was not going to play at an MVP caliber level, even if he was healthy. He could play more than good enough for the Jets to win the division or whatever, but it was the defense we really liked. It was Garrett Wilson we really liked, but that offensive line has questions. Who do we like after Wilson? Who's going to be that second receiver? That was a big question. I can't see Aaron Rodgers going off and winning another MVP. I was never expecting that. And so, yeah, Zach Wilson is certainly a drop-off, but it's not a drastic one to the point where I go, yeah, nine points. The Cowboys can cover that. I just don't know if I trust that number. I'm backing the Jets. Hmm. I still think the Cowboys can win by double digits. I'm not sure it's that big of an overreaction because I think the Cowboys are that much better. Both of these teams have elite defenses, and this total is so low at 38 and a half. A part of me is like, man, will it still go under? I don't th- I'm not as worried about it on the Cowboys side, but I'm not sure how the Jets are going to be able to score many points against this Cowboys team, Joe. That Cowboys pass rush is scary. And the Jets offensive line is a problem. We saw some of that on Monday night, but I am backing the Jets at plus nine. It was nine and a half earlier in the week. So I don't think it's getting to 10. Obviously there is some uh, Jet support in the betting market. The Jets are going to have to change things up. Do I trust Nathaniel Hackett to do the right thing? I don't know. I don't know. I I hope he, I think Sal is going to talk him into it. Like, look, you weren't here, but this is the deal. This is how we have to win games. We have to trust our defense, and let's see more Brees Hall. It looks like he's ready for it. And we'll mix him with Dalvin Cook, try to limit the possessions on the Cowboys' side. And, uh, you know, their, their new addition, their wideout, Brandon Cooks, it doesn't – you know, McCarthy was saying he has a chance to play, but when you have a game going against Zach Wilson, you're at home, it's this early in the season, I don't know that you need to force it when a guy is dealing with an MCL sprain. 
you're thinking big picture. You're thinking winning that division and representing the NFC in the Super Bowl if you're the Cowboys. So I don't, I don't know that Cooks is going to play. We'll see what happens with the final injury report. But uh, I think the Jets are going to be in a spot where they can uh, kind of ride that high of Monday night, continue that strong defense, and uh, just do well enough to keep it inside the number. But, Joe, you can have, like, first quarter, first half action for Brandon Cooks if he's healthy enough just so that he's used to this mm-hmm. offense a little bit more. And it's something where, yeah, he gets his playing times. So you can incorporate him in the offense a little bit more, but not sort of, you know, have him succumb to injury or something like that. So I, I think if he's healthy enough, definitely he should be out there. Uh, the props I like uh, have not been listed as of yet, but I do wonder if, say, uh, Tony Pollard over 19 and a half receiving yards is a good play because Dak Prescott is resorting to the quick game a good bit. What say you, Aaron, with that one or any other props? Yeah, I like that. I haven't really got invested in props. I will be looking to Brees Hall. Um, but other than that, I still think it's funny that I'm down on the Cowboys compared to you guys, and I still think they'll beat the Jets by double digits. What's You're happening? the one. You're the one. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our college football plays for this weekend. Gee, I wonder if Colorado's going to be involved. That's right here on the BetQL <laughs> Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.